Welcome to the biggest thing to hit the financial advisory ESG community, environmental, social, and governance. I'm Jonathan Kavaznik, CHFC Wealth Advisor. With over 25 years advisory experience, I've been advising clients so they can make a positive global impact. Today, we will be discussing the UN Sustainable Development Goal number seven, Affordable and Clean Energy. Hello, Jonathan. How are you today? I'm doing awesome, Becca. Thanks. It's good to be here again. So we're going to be discussing UN Sustainable Goal number seven. And one part of that is achieving universal access to electricity. Let's, let's kind of elaborate on that. Yeah. So one of the important things on a global basis is that people have access to affordable and clean energy, but specifically electricity. And why that really is so important is because a lot of prosperity and a lot of ways that people can um, sustain themselves and achieve financial stability is by having access to electricity and affordable energy. You need electricity to have a refrigerator so that you can have food. We don't realize how many of these modern conveniences are so important to us now, we just take so much of this for granted. And in so many parts of the world, people don't have any electricity. They don't even know what that is. Sometimes I almost think that would be more simple (laughs) because we just, we're so spoiled with everything. Right, it's so uh, crazy if you think about that, actually 87% of the world's population has access to electricity, but the portion that doesn't equals 840 million people who don't have access to electricity. So that's a huge number if you think about the number of people who are trying to get ahead and are trying to sustain their life and trying to improve their quality of life, not having any electricity at all to access. If you think about there's remote islands and there's uh, remote access, there's also some third world countries that don't have the infrastructure. So they don't have the utility companies and they don't have the clean energy available for the local population. And so energy is really critical and people without access to sustainable energy are deprived really of opportunity to become part of their national global progress, right? right? And yet it's almost a billion people that we just said don't have access to energy who live in the world. So it's just an amazing part that 39% of the world's population, if you think about it, also don't have access to clean fuels and technology for just a simple thing is cooking. So even the population that has access to electricity, they may not even have that available when they do something as simple as making a meal and being able to cook their dinners or provide for their children. So it's really important and critical for people to have that access to the energy um, and to have it be affordable not just available, but that the population can afford it. How do they pay for it? Even if they can get it, then how do they even pay for it? It's kind of a vicious circle. So another part of the UN Sustainable Goal number seven is achieving universal access to clean and modern cooking fuels, which you just kind of tapped on, uh, technologies and services. so let's let's discuss that a little bit. So, you know, there you were saying the modern cooking fuels. You think about how you go camping and you use wood to make a fire. Even to light that, how do they do that? Rub sticks together, and I'm sure they can do that. But I, if somebody, you walk in your kitchen, you turn on the fire, let's just say eggs on the, on the fuel, and, and five minutes later, you have a meal. Basically, if you needed something, you could have hard-boiled eggs just like that, where it can take them all day, basically cooking all day long. They're going from one meal, cleaning up, and going on to the next meal, correct? 
Well, it's true. And if you also think about that, in order for people to have access and connect themselves to economic growth and social equality and environmental sustainability, they need to have that golden thread of affordable energy. If you have a household, not only just here in America, but worldwide and globally, that doesn't have access uh, or the affordability to have electricity and energy, they are at a disadvantage right away as far as nutrition and as far as being able to keep pace with the social and economic status of the world in a global economy. Right. One of the areas that we'd like to take into account when we're thinking about how our, our money is being used and how we can influence and impact people on a global basis is the infrastructure and the access that uh, governments and companies and uh, utility companies, what the access is that they give to the local population. And so if it's not affordable and the energy is only available to the elite or to the wealthy, it really doesn't give the opportunities for those who economically can't afford energy to really uh, go to universities, get good jobs, start a business, and have their full potential. And so when we think about how we're investing our portfolios, we really want to take that into account. And that's why sustainable goal number seven, affordable energy, is so key on a global basis and making the ability for the total population to lift themselves up. But it's really key that they have access to affordable energy in order to do that because we use it in so many aspects of our life. Now, one of the other things that we'd want to take into account is that we try to access renewable energies and avoid using energies that either are uh, finite, right, that may run out, or that add excess climate change or pollution to the global ecosystem. And so one of the things that we want to think about is to expand our energy access. It's crucial that governments and uh, investors such as ourselves and uh, corporate entities think about ways that we can increase the renewable energy and use resources such as wind and power and solar and biomass and geothermal energy, since it's an inexhaustible and clean way to have energy, is how can we bring that to the global underserved and allow people maybe who you mentioned earlier might be on remote islands or in landlocked uh, countries where they don't have access to the same energy sources as other people and to give them that access so they can lift themselves up but having affordable energy is really key. And so, again, it's part of the uh, 2030 UN sustainable goal is to achieve that, where everybody on a global basis can have access and not be restricted from affordable energy, because it's so key. Let's move on to the, the next uh, point here. Uh, substantially increase the share of renewable energy in the global energy mix. So that's probably, you just kind of touched on that a little bit, but can you give us a little more information on that? Yeah, so part of the goal is by 2030 is to enhance the international cooperation to facilitate access to clean energy research and technology. So we want to include things like renewable energies, energy efficiencies, and a cleaner fossil-free technology, and promote investments into that infrastructure and that clean energy technology. And that's really what we're trying to do is increase the amount of renewable energy in the mix and clean energy in the mix as we allow and enable affordable energy to be accessed by more people across the globe. And the goal by 2030 is to increase substantially the amount of research and funds that are used in 
exploring and creating new renewable energies, increasing the efficiencies of how our energy is used so that it costs less to utilize it. It also is less of a climate interference, right? That it has less of an effect on the uh, climate change and on that it's much cleaner energy and less impact on the environment. And so that's how you and I as an investor, we want to take that into account. And that's why this sustainability goal number seven is so important is when we think about, okay, is the company we're investing in trying to reduce their energy usage, but are they actually then reducing and using technologies that maybe we could use on a global basis to give access to less economically advantaged countries or less economically advantaged people so they also have access to clean renewable energy at an affordable price right makes sense moving on double the rate of energy efficiency improvement well all right so when they're saying this they're saying is this the the goal by 2030 is that they want to double that okay well you know hopefully they will do that well the goal is is that between uh countries and and building out their infrastructure and research and development that we're really able to increase the efficiencies in the way that we use energy. A good example uh, that you and I could relate to easily is how much more efficient cars are than they were, say, 20 years ago, and how it isn't that uncommon for a fossil fuel car to go 40 miles on a gallon of gasoline compared to Maybe 20 years ago, it would only go 25 miles on a gallon of gasoline. And the technology and the efficiencies that we're getting out of that. Also figuring out how to extract more power when we use the energy, right? When we use the resource is how to make it more efficient. If we have wind farms that we're not necessarily spending a lot of energy and resources uh, pumping something out of the ground, but we're actually taking advantage of nature's natural resource, which is wind... How can we reduce the cost of the windmill and the turbine so that the energy cost decreases what it costs us to produce a kilowatt of electricity? Right, right. And so we're talking about researching and having countries and governments, also maybe the private sector, investing and making that commitment that by 2030, we're going to increase the efficiencies of the energy sources we currently use. Right. On to the next one, financing sustainable development goal number seven. How do we do this? We want to look at it as twofold when we think about on a government level, that governments are really trying to impact a certain behavior, but they're also trying to increase the usage of affordable energy to help as a social aspect, but they may not see it necessarily as an economic importance, as a savings. However, government municipality is hoping to give affordable energy access to those who might not otherwise get it to kind of be the equalizer. And so a good example would be if you have a city or a state municipality and they're trying to create more efficient energies, the government is going to issue green bonds and they're going to invest them in places where they think technology increased more rapidly or they're going to influence maybe how a housing project is built because that might get government funding. So they're going to issue green bonds so that the building infrastructure can be more efficient in the usage of its energy and therefore make it more affordable for those who may not otherwise been able to afford it. The other half would be an economic impact, which might 
look at what we're trying to do as investors, and that is where can we see the opportunity where money can be made by companies that are able to increase the efficiencies in how energy is produced, but also have renewable energy technologies that economically make sense. Thank you, Jonathan. You've explained a little bit more elaborately on how the government is going to do some financing for the Sustainable Development Goal, number seven. Next, we'll be discussing sustainable energy technology innovation. Technology innovations. When we think about innovation, what we're looking for is ways that we're creating new ideas and new technologies to make energy more efficient, to make more efficient use of the resources we have, and also new ways to create a usable energy that we hadn't really thought of today, whether it be a way to utilize maybe hydrogen in cars that would be more efficient, and technologies and ways to increase the efficiencies and the utilization of the energy that we have in a new and innovative way. The next one that we need to learn a little bit about is enhancing capacity building. Capacity building relates to the idea of increasing the opportunities for more individuals to enter into research and development of energy. So an example of this would be, say, Singapore pays special attention to developing a steady pool of well-trained workers. So they have the infrastructure in place to educate and allow individuals to learn more about the energy sector so that they can build out their capacity to have skilled people who can help create that. So they might start a vocational program so that they can build their capacity, right? Capacity means how much am I capable of performing? Well, if I don't have the skilled people and I don't have the population that understands technology, it's hard for us to build all our infrastructure and to increase our efficiency. One of the best practices is to have the ability to build out your capacity. An example is the country of Togo. They plan to deploy solar academies so they can train 3,000 technicians in Togo on how to develop and increase the use of solar energy. So they're trying to build up their capacity. So that's really important that governments and countries are able to put resources towards building the capacity to increase the research and development of energy. Got it. Got it. Makes sense. And for our last point here of our UN Sustainable Development Goal number seven is strengthening interlinkages between Sustainable Development Goal number seven and the other goals. So part of having access to affordable energy is also how does goal number seven interlink with other UN sustainability goals? A good example of how you can interlink UN sustainability goals would be in a country that is producing clean and affordable energy, but is also taking into account how does it affect their water quality and how does it affect other parts of the energy line. So it isn't just enough to say, I want to increase affordable energy if it has the detrimental effect of hurting affordable, clean water access. Right, right. We need to take that into account when we're looking at how one sustainability goal is interconnected with other sustainability goals. Right. Well, it makes sense. Right. Or I might say, I think it's really important to have renewable energy, but I don't want to do that at the expense of not having gender equality or diversity in my workforce. Right. So therefore, I need to take into account and interlink all the sustainability goals potentially, but at least understand how they're influenced between each other and then how they're interconnected so that it's not really just a standalone, but that I'm able in my ESG investing and in my sustainability goals that are connected to that 
to make sure that they're working together and not necessarily at the detriment of one goal so that I can achieve another goal. We've hit all the points in the UN Sustainable Development Goal number seven, and I hope people can learn more from what you've explained to us. But in the end here, can you kind of explain the connection between what you do and how these UN Sustainable Development Goals coincide with your ESG investing? Our listeners should really think about it in this sense, and that is whenever I'm going to make an investment in any direction, I, of course, want to make sure that it's a financially sound investment and that I'm getting rewarded for the risk I'm taking. But I also want to know that it aligns with my values. And if I can allocate my funds to an investment that will help create new renewable energies and better serve our global climate, then I think that's a great idea. If I think that I can invest my funds in a way that will help across the globe, give others access to affordable energy, and at the same time, I can get a fair return on my money, then that's something that I maybe want to take into account. If I feel like I want to have affordable energy, but when I look at the UN sustainability goals, I don't think it's right that there isn't gender equality within a corporate structure or that certain economies don't give the same access across gender lines, then I want to see what my investment is being allocated to to find out if there's a way that I could have it aligned with what I believe in. And that's the whole idea, is to take all of these UN sustainability goals and see how they align with how the companies we're investing in or the countries that we're allocating our money to, whether or not they're aligned with that, and understanding that, that our investments can influence behavior from corporates and government entities. Great. Jonathan, thank you so much. This was a really informative podcast today, and I enjoyed learning a little bit more about this. If you have any questions, please contact Jonathan Kavaznik at jkavaznik, that's K-V-A-S-N-I-K, at securitiesamerica.com. ESG Players Podcast can be found on iTunes, Spreaker, SoundCloud, and many other platforms through the Backroom Studios. That's Backroom Studios, S-T-E-W-D-I-O-S. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc. Member FINRA, SIPC, Jonathan B. Kovacnik, CHFC, Registered Representative, Advisory Services offered through Securities America Advisories, Inc. Cherokee Investment Services, Bank Cherokee, and Securities America are separate companies, not FDIC insured, no bank guarantees, may lose value, not insured by any government agency, not bank deposits.